Last week we dealt with orphans. Last week we dealt with that need for everyone to belong, that need for everyone to be a part of, to be accepted. To that, that's what God placed in us, and our ultimate acceptance, our ultimate belonging, comes through a Father in heaven. I love what John one twelve says. We had it in the call to worship. Just let me just say it to you. But to all, everybody say all. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave you. Was it just some of you? All of us have been given the right through belief in Christ to become children of God. What a beautiful story that we just saw. A beautiful example of, and this was the line that caught it for me. He said, I felt like Amos was the son that God called me to pursue. Everybody say pursue. See, this is something that we don't allow to be settled in. How many know that the father throughout old and new has pursued a people? You say, oh, well, he was pretty rough in the Old Testament. Well, I mean, sometimes he had to be. But it was he was constantly pursuing. For those of you here today that may not be in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are an orphan. You are an orphan, separated by literally an ocean, a wall. And yet there's a father who is pursuing you. There are those who may have given your hearts to Christ, and you are living or attempting to live accordingly, but find yourself in constant just feeling worthless still, finding yourself feeling like a failure, finding yourself rejected. And yet there is a father who continues to what? Pursue you with his love, his grace, his mercy. And then there may be some of you here today that say, I am glad to be a part of the family of God. I got a father who pursued me and he keeps it up. And I keep letting him come after me. My son, where is he? Does he know where to be found? He's conked out in the pew. What do you think of that? He's starting the roll for you guys. One of the things that he loves is when I stomp my foot and do like that, he knows I'm about to do what? Take off after him. And I don't think that a smile could get any bigger. And he's hollering, Daddy, don't! But of course, he's laughing the whole time. Now, that sounds, you know, for some of us, that sounds kooky. And there are those, even theologians, that would say, Hey, hey, come on now. I can't, you know, we're talking about God. We need to be reverent. We need, these are sacred things and holy things. And I think, but you know what? The Father can have a good time with his people, with his kids. Amen? He wants to do that. So just as Amos, we saw here, was separated from those who loved him, they continued to pursue him. And now I want you to do this for me. I'm going to read a a, a few bits of scripture from the message. I'm going to read it. I want you to sit there. If you have to close your eyes and let it settle over you, great. If you just want, but don't, don't, don't dismiss it here. Just listen for a moment. Ephesians 2 says this, once you are under God's curse, doomed forever. 
for your sins. You went along with the crowd. You were just like all the others, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air, who is at work right now in the hearts of those who are against the Lord. All of us used to be just as they are, our lives expressing the evil within us, doing every wicked thing that our passions or our evil thoughts might lead us into. We started out bad. Being born with evil natures and we're under God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were spiritually dead and doomed by our sin, He gave us back our lives. That He, he gave us back our lives when we ra- where He raised Christ from the dead. Only by His undeserved favor have we been saved. So we find out in Ephesians chapter 1, his unchanging plan. Oh, let that settle in. God's, this is out of the message, God's unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And he did this. Why? Because he wanted to. He loved us and he wanted to. I mean, that's it? He wanted to? Yeah. He loved you. He loves us. Galatians goes on to say, but when the right time came, the time God decided on, he sent his son, born of a woman, born as a Jew, to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own sons. And because we are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. So now we can rightly speak of God as our dear father. Now we're no longer slaves, but God's own sons and daughters. And since we are his sons and daughters, everything he has belongs to us. Maybe I need to read that again because I think somebody was just thinking about the roast in the oven. Listen to this real quick. Since we are his sons and daughters, everything he has belongs to who? For that is the way God planned it. Romans 8 even says this. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his kids. Now we call him Daddy God, Abba Father. I want to talk about this word adoption a little bit. Now, we're going to save for a whole other time. There were two ways of dealing with what God does in our relationships because they both had different kinds of meaning. When dealing with the Jews and, talk, and speaking with Jews, so you find it a lot in the Gospels, in the book of John, whatnot, they talk about new birth. You are born again into God. But when they were talking to, when Paul was talking to the Romans, the Gentiles, he had to use a little bit of a different term because birth, and you're going to find out here in a moment, didn't mean a whole lot to the Romans. Adoption did. So he had to use a little bit of a different phrasing. We're going to look at adoption today because adoption just puts a whole different spin on what it is that the Father has done or is wanting to do with us here and with his people. Amen? In Rome, this might sound harsh, but hey, this is reality. In ancient Rome, birth babies were looked at like this. You got what you got. You hear that? You got what you got. Whether you liked it or not. The gender of the child, birthmarks, etc., whatever. Sickness, you got what you got. Now, while many of us are repelled by that, that was how it was back then, because here was the thing. While we are very individual-focused, especially in the United States, Rome was very family-focused in what strengthened the family. 
So according to Roman law, you ready for this? A naturally born baby could fairly easily be disowned from the family. It didn't matter how old you were. If you did not measure up or satisfy, you're disowned. It's a fairly easy legal process in Rome. In fact, many times they could even declare, uh, because they didn't want them any longer as sons, they could de- declare them as slaves, and they lived in fear of that. Did you hear that? They could be declared legally. The father could declare the, that son as a slave rather than a son. And what did the Scripture say? You no longer have to live in fear of becoming a what? Of being a slave. You are now sons. You following how some of that works? Now, no, no, follow me here. Now, adoption in Rome, ancient Rome was this. They knew exactly what they were getting. They came, they picked you out, okay? And no one adopted a child unless that specific child was wanted by the family. So according to law, everybody say law, Roman law, once you adopted a child, you could not disown him. You could disown your own birth child, but once you adopted, there was no disowning. A poor, poverty-stricken plebeian, which was a citizen, could be adopted by a ruling class of family and become ruling class like that. From poor to rich, from weakness to strength, from a nobody to infamy, I'm talking about in society, they were permanently added to the family. So here's the deal. The word adoption... Just like the word justification, which means God, Jesus Christ, justified. We're justified because of what he did. It doesn't have anything to do with a change in personality or disposition or character. It has to do with a status change. You were once here. Now you are here. Okay? So I want you to just work with me for a moment here. I'm not going to go long into this. I just want to make it very clear. The Lord said that he came that all... And he desires that all would know him. That's his desire, that all would know him. All. That no one would perish. That all would come to eternal life. What does that tell me? The Father wants to adopt every one of you. But doesn't he know what a mess I am? Doesn't he know what? He knows what he's getting into. He knows what he's getting into. And yet, according to Scripture, which is truth, he's still choosing you. He's looking at you saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get on a plane. I'll wait for two and a half years if I have to, but I'm going to pursue you, and I'm bringing you home. Who's hearing that right now? See, we walk as so many believers walk in that orphan spirit of still not really certain if God's even, even really likes them. But he does. He loves you. And he expressed that love by sending the way, the truth, the life. Who is that? Jesus. So that's what he said in John 1.12. He said, if anyone receives Christ, if anybody believes in the name of Jesus, then you've been given the right to become a child of God. Amen? Amen. That's what he's desiring to do here. So I just want to look at real quick just a couple things. What happens when you're adopted? Well, number one, you get a change of family. And don't look over at your mom or dad. And don't... Get a change of family. Okay? Consequently, according to Ephesians 2, this says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. 
and you're members of his household. Okay? You following that? The old family's gone forever, ruled by the enemy. The old family's gone forever. The old master's gone forever. The old name is gone forever. God is your father. Amen? The Lord Jesus is your savior. Amen? And the Holy Spirit lives where? In me. You are a part of the family of God through faith. You've been adopted into that family. Amen? Who's with me right now? Okay, some of you liking this. We also get a change in name. Our name changes. Say, what are you talking about? We go from being identified by what we do to being identified by whose we are. Did you catch that? We do that. In fact, our name is not failure, by the way. Our name is not worthless. Our name is not unlovable. Our name is not hopeless. I I read this the other day. Catch this. Satan knows your name, but calls you by your sin. You hear that? (laughs) But God knows our sin, but calls us by our name. Who likes that? Come on now. Oh, boy. I just gave myself chills. Wow. Thank you, Lord. So I read one more time, John chapter 1. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Whose name do you have now? Who is who is it that God the Father sees when you come home? Jesus, because you're part of the family. Amen? You also get a change of home. Hebrews 13, for this world is not our permanent home anymore when we're adopted. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. Amen? Oh, and it's coming. It's coming. But then there's a change in our responsibilities and our privileges, a.k.a. our inheritance changes. This is the beautiful part of it here. There are two parts to our spiritual inheritance happens when we're adopted. Now, see, Roman law was interesting in this, ancient Roman law. Nowadays, you can only get your inheritance when your dad what? But back then, you had your inheritance the moment he signed the papers for adoption. It was yours. You had it right there. Okay, I don't think people caught what I just said. You have it right now in Jesus. You say, what are you talking about? Well, we do have one part of our inheritance that we're looking forward to, our eternal inheritance, right? We're called home to be in his presence, to experience him, to know him for eternity, having been saved by grace, saved from our sin. Hell is no longer an issue because my daddy says so. Because what my Jesus did. And it's nothing that I could do, but it's by faith in Christ Jesus that I have experienced adoption. So what happened was all my old obligations. Oh, this is the the cool part. By the way, adults in Roman society could be adopted too. Isn't that crazy? It didn't matter if you were younger than the person you were adopting. Isn't that weird? I'm not going to do anything with that. But... Just interesting. But see, the moment you were adopted, all your debts were what? The moment you were adopted, all your obligations were paid. Now, those of you who may come to Christ today, you still got to pay your bills. 
But those are minor compared to the bill you owed, but that Jesus paid. Oh, who loves that? So we have our eternal inheritance to look forward to, praise be to God, and that's, that's awesome. But we do have inheritance here and now. Let me just shout out a few of them to you. Because some of us don't even know what kind of inheritance, if you're in Jesus Christ and, and you've been adopted into the family, what you've got. You've got all things that pertain to life and godliness, according to 2 Peter 1.3. You are partakers of the divine nature of Christ, according to 2 Peter 1.4. There's power and anointing in the Holy Spirit, forgiveness of sin, freedom from guilt. Do you know that there is no need for believers to walk around in guilt? unless we ourselves choose to or turn away from what the Lord desires for us. No need. Assurance that our needs will be met, Matthew 6, 36. Healing and health. Oh, come on. Our inheritance, we're more than conquerors. We have guidance, according to Romans chapter 8. Security and protection, according to Psalm 91. Love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, according to Romans chapter 14. Praise be to God. These are our things now. We do not have to sit underneath the weight of garbage, of sin, of guilt, of worthlessness. We don't have to sit under that anymore because the moment my name, my father signed his name to my adoption papers, that inheritance became mine. Does that do anything for anybody? Man, praise the Lord. So here's the thing. As orphans, oftentimes we operate in a spirit of fear. Because we're afraid we'll be rejected, we're going to fail, we're going to fall apart, there's no, we don't belong, we, you know, we, we, we rely on our own strength so many times to make things happen, just to make ourselves happy or try to, and, and we always end up failing ourselves. Has anybody never failed yourself? I just want to make sure because I want to talk to you if they have find out your secret here. We always fail ourselves. So we're living in a constant drive to avoid the fear because we're filled with fear. And the enemy loves that. That's his favorite tool to mess with that and, and just keep you in that fear state. But here's the thing. Fear is not something you just, I'm going to cast out a wing. Yes, yeah, spirits of fear are going to try to get a hold of him, but in general, fear is in wane, and I can't just say, in the name of Jesus, uh, fear be gone. They say, well, what are you talking about? Well, I want you to look at this for a second. If you walk into a dark room, are you going to say, in the name of Jesus, darkness be gone? No, what are you going to do, Kira? You're going to turn the light switch on. Right? Let there be light. In the same way. You don't cast out fear because, see, here's the thing. Fear is the absence of love and acceptance and belonging. But it's not because we don't have love and acceptance and belonging. It's because many times we have yet to truly take hold of our love and acceptance and belonging from the Father. So we sit around wondering why we're so worried and so anxiety-ridden and so filled with fear when the Father's saying, um, you gave your heart to Christ Jesus. The Word says He is the way to the Father. The Father loves you. He accepts you. You belong. Receive it. Because according to 1 John, what does God's love do? It drives out all fear. So Jesus answered in Scripture when he was talking. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Folks, here's the thing. We do not experience adoption from the Father in any other way 
than through faith in Jesus Christ. That's it. But in faith in Jesus, when the Father signs the papers for our adoption, I think many of us still are not even grasping of what we have now. You follow what I'm saying? Let me just say this. You're rich now. Stop living like you're a pauper. You have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to listen to the flesh all the time or ever. Now, there's work to this. You you learn to press in and start listening to the, the Holy Spirit, not the flesh. But still, you have the Holy Spirit. You have access to God. Use it. Use it. You have brothers and sisters. Get to know them and lean on them a little bit. You ever notice how many churches are kind of like the United States? They're just separate little states that happen to come together on a Sunday morning, but they really don't have a whole heck of a lot to do with each other when it comes to intimacy. Because we're so about guarding ourselves and protecting ourselves out of fear. The Father says, no more fear. we got brothers and sisters in Christ. Do I have a brother in the house today? Do I have any sisters in the house today? I can't be anybody's sister, but I can be your brother in Jesus. You have spiritual gifts. Let the Lord empower you to use them. And I tell you what, don't let busyness, don't let busyness cause you to miss out on what God has created you to be. You've been set free from Satan's power. Does anybody know that? So don't mess around with the devil anymore. Don't mess around with him. Yes, the message says he's he's the mighty prince of the air. Yes, he's mighty. But God's way mightier. Okay? So when we stop fighting the devil, let the the Lord already declare the victory. When we just keep affirming that, folks, you have a new family. Stop living like you belong to your old family. Or like you have no family. You've got a family. Jesus. We've got to get hold of just how powerful the strength of that spirit of adoption is. Somehow we think we could discourage his love, but that's not true because Romans chapter 8 says, nothing can separate you from his love. I'm going to ask right now today, with all eyes shut, who here today says, I don't know, but I want to be adopted into the family of God. Or if we use Jewish terms, I want to be born again. I want to walk through the way. I want to experience the life. I want to know the truth. His name is Jesus. I want to know a Father's love that I've never known before. I want to know acceptance I've never had before. I want to know that I belong to the creator of the universe. I want to know that. And that I'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. Moving in might and power. Is there anybody here today who always come and say, I want to know that. Amen. Amen. Anybody else say, I want to know that. All of us here, whether you've known Christ, accepted Christ or not, let's just declare together, Jesus, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. I choose to leave my life of sin and run to you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I surrender to you. Forgive me of my sin. Daddy, I'm yours. Mm. Lord, I just pray for those that just prayed that for the first time and receiving you, Jesus. Lord, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus uh, that, Lord, you would pour out your spirit, that they would not fall into the trap of so many things where we, we try to get you to love us, God. No, you love us. You're drawing us to you, away from a life of sin, away from a life of, of wrong and, and running 
to you as you transform our lives. So I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, you strengthen them, move in and move them. In Jesus' name. Can anybody give a shout of praise to that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, is there anybody here today that says, just with I one more time, I am, I choose to receive the fact that I have been adopted fully into the family of God. Is there anybody in this house today that says me? That's me. That's me. Amen. I receive that. I receive that. And Lord, we just open ourselves to you. Continue your transforming power through your love. In Jesus' name, we are no longer an orphan. We no longer have to strive. We know that we love because you first loved us. And you've been pursuing us. Wow. Just everybody stand right where you are. And let's just give a shout of praise to God if you're just so thankful for that. Thank you for loving me, Lord. Thank you. Come on, let's just give a shout of praise. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just praise you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. God, you're good. And we praise you. Now, we're going to say do something we don't always do. We're going to do the Lord's Prayer. But I want you to know who you're talking to now. Not just a mechanical Our Father in Heaven. We are talking to Abba Father. We're talking to our Dad. Our Father, who art in Heaven. against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever thank you daddy amen amen go in the peace